Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Side Culture Podcast. Uh, today we're all back together. Uh, myself, Danny, Francesco, and Joe. What's up, boys? Hey guys. What's going on? All right. So today's gonna be a little bit more of a casual episode. Uh, we're just gonna be talking about literally anything. Um, we'll go over the matches a little bit or not. Uh, just, just a, a quick recap of the yeah, scores, I guess. Recap. Yeah. Of the bigger matches. Um, Napoli continues the struggle. Roma lose two nothing to Parma. Milan haven't won a game in about eighty five years. Uh, Juve remain to grind out the games and they continue to grind out the games. Uh, Lazio had a big win, and oh, Atalanta also touched Sampdoria, which I found surprising. Torino had a huge four nothing win against uh, Brescia, and uh, Belotti had a very good game for them, which I'm happy to see because I'm a huge uh, Belotti fan. And uh, yeah, that's really about it from oh, match and day. Oh, well. uh, surprising goal for oh, yeah, Torino over yeah. Fiorentina, which they continue to uh, impress and. Uh, they surprised the league more. So that's good to see these smaller teams uh, surprising big leagues. Yeah, so um, I guess we'll get into... You want to go with transfer news? Uh, yeah, we'll just do that. All right, so one thing I want to bring up, actually... Let's get into the questions first. I might as well get yeah, no, we'll get to the questions. Uh, so we got a lot of uh, Twitter questions and a couple of Instagram questions. Uh, this one comes from Couch Fan Blog. He says, do you see Italy qualifying to the semifinals of the of the 20... 20- uh, for me, I feel like it's more in how they play in the group stage. But they have like a good group and stuff. I feel like they could go to the finals and maybe even semifinals or even the finals. Uh, as an Italian supporter, I hope they go to the finals because that'll be a big uh, stepping stone uh, towards the future. And I believe in Mancini and what he's capable of doing with this team. Yeah, for me, um, it'll be tough. He said to make it to the semifinals, right? Yeah, semis. Um, it'll be tough. It's a very young team. I think we can do it. It just depends on how the work, uh, how the, the groups play out and everything like that. I'm not sure who's in our group yet. But um, I think we can do it. It just depends on the players' mentality coming into the Euros. Uh, if they're playing the win, which I think they will because in the qualifiers, you can see uh, they're playing with a lot more focus, grit, and determination. So hopefully they can pull it off. And, yeah, I'd say I, I think it's possible. Maybe unlikely, but I think it's possible. Yeah, I see. Uh, I see us easily making the semis. Uh, our team is just really great, and when we get to the actual competition of the Euros, uh, it's going to really show the grit and determination the Italians have. Joe, what do you think? Can uh, Italy uh, make the semifinals of the Euros? Uh, yeah, I think anything's possible. Uh, Italy, so far with Mancini, has been playing very good soccer. They haven't lost a game in the in the group stage to qualify for the Euros yet. Uh, it's not a hard group, but at the same time, you need to be consistent. And uh, they've won all their games. The youngsters are looking good. Uh, the veterans are doing what they need to do. I just feel Italy need a, a number nine that could score uh, every game, <coughs> that could score every game, and uh, that could uh, score in the right opportunities. Because I feel that's the only thing that Italy are missing—a big, a big game player that could change a game with just a one shot. Uh, more like a, a Gonzalo Higuain player, like that—that that you won't see them for the whole match, but it just takes one, one shot for, for them to score. Uh, other than that, you know, anything's possible, and I think that if they have a, a good group and that they they stay healthy, that they could uh, they could make the semis. Yeah, I think uh, Belotti will most likely be a third number nine. Yeah. Guys I think uh, the way they'll be playing is probably gonna be like the way they be they'll be playing now. So it's sort of like a four three three with Belotti up top, uh, Chiesa on the right, maybe Insigne or Bernardeschi on the left. Maybe, surprise, maybe a new guy. Uh, maybe like Varati, Jorginho, and Barriello in the mid. And then I could see 
maybe like a say like Spinozola or Pellegr- uh, not Pellegrini, Pelle- uh, yeah, Pellegrini from uh, Cagliari on the left. Uh, Bonucci, Chiellini, if Chiellini's fully healthy, center backs and Di Lorenzo on the right, and uh, Donnarumma in between the uh, sticks. So hopefully, hopefully this Italian side is good and it's not like uh, like the 2016 side where it was pretty much no one stood out to you, but it was just a good team that was well coached. I hopefully this time it's we do have a good coach, I believe, and I feel like the team could be a lot better than it was in 2016. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think our team has uh, more diversity in it. And um, I feel like Mancini has a lot of parts to play around with there to make the team uh, fit uh, different situations and different tactics depending on the team we play. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Euros this year. Um, obviously, international football for Italians hasn't been very exciting. But now it's picking up. And with the young stars coming in, I think they can be very important in our success in the future and present times. So let's hope we can do well and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I just really hope Belotti uh, proves to everyone that he's the pure number nine that uh, Zuri needs. Uh, him and Immobile just have been off form. Uh, Belotti's been uh, better than Immobile, in my opinion, uh, in the Zuri kit. But both of them just need to step up their game, and if they could start uh, scoring goals when they need it, we're winning the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I should move on to the next yeah. question. Uh, next, question next question comes from Michael Ferrone. He asks, how do you think Fabio Grosso will do at uh, Brescia? Um, I feel like I always I was always a fan of Fabio Grosso as a player and especially now as a coach. Uh, I feel like he'll do really good with the team with the team around him. Uh, I feel like he can get the best of Tonelli and maybe the best of Balotelli. Uh, I feel like that Valencia are, are still missing a couple of pieces here and there, maybe in the the defense and maybe in the. In the Uh, so hopefully uh, Brescia does well. I would like to see them talk that Tonelli might be on his way out. So I would like to see if that really happens, who they would replace him with. Maybe they'll get like a couple guys who are like good veterans to have, who's played in Syria, who's older than Tonelli, obviously, and maybe help them stay up. Um, yeah, for me, uh, Fabio Grosso, um, I'm not really sure. I don't really have any expectations for him. Uh, with Brescia, it's going to be very hard to uh, do much with them. It'll be difficult, but um, I think they can stay up, but um, not much more than that. I don't really expect them to do any miracles, um, the players he has and uh, the stuff they've had to the season, but hopefully they can stay up uh, for Grosso's sake and the fans of Brescia. Yeah, I agree with Enzo. I don't expect much of Grosso to do at Brescia. I think he's just going to be there for six months try to avoid relegation, and then he, uh, Brescia is going to get, like, a real manager. I think he's just there as a main player, like, just because he's Fabio Grosso. I think he's just there to, like, salvage the club to avoid relegation. And then start of next uh, City uh, season, there'll be uh, another coach. Uh, Joe, what do you think about Grosso? Uh, yeah, I agree with uh, uh, Francesc. Uh, I think that uh, he's giving the next six months to see what he could do. Uh, if he could uh, stay above relegation, then uh, I think he will be uh, – it depends what he does. If if he's above relegation but his team's playing good, maybe like 14, 13, then I think that he could stay even for next season. But if he's like in the uh, 17, 16 uh, place struggling to uh, to stay up, then I think he'll be fired by Brescia next year. Uh, with the team he has, I think that he should – they should be middle of the table team, 12, 13. But uh, it is their first year back in uh, in the Serie A, 
and uh, I, th- I feel that after this season, uh, Grosso will be uh, fired by uh, Brescia, not because uh, of uh, the team, but I think that he's not a proven manager. I think they just hired him because he is Fabio Grosso, like Francesco said. Uh, after this year, I don't expect him to be uh, a Serie A coach. I expect him to be back in the Serie A B or in a Primavera squad. But uh, I do feel that Brescia will stay up this season. Um, all right, so we got the next question. Uh, Dan, you want to read that one out? Yes. Uh, the next question comes in from oh, – just give me a moment. Yeah, I just I just lost it. Uh, it comes from uh, Sonny Wooders. Is that how you say his name? I'm sorry if I butchered it. He asked, where would Roma be without all these injuries, and how is Fonseca doing, in our opinion? Um, I'll start this one off. I feel like it, um, Roma would probably be maybe where they are now, maybe third place with all these injuries, because uh, they're doing a really Fonseca is doing a really phenomenal job, in my opinion. Uh, he's getting the results that uh, Roma needed. And uh, a lot of people, especially me, have put Roma maybe fourth or fifth at the beginning of the season, even without the injuries. But uh, they're proving me wrong, and I feel like they could probably finish top three this year. Uh, it's going to be hard for them to catch up to like Inter and Juve because of squad depth and like caliber player-wise. Uh, Fonseca is doing a phenomenal job, in my opinion. Uh, he's filling in for the roles of uh, Ranieri and Di Francesco perfectly. Uh, again, he's showing why he could be a like a good manager to have for like a team like Roma. Uh, yeah, just he's doing a phenomenal job in my opinion, and I see Roma still in third place, like with all the injuries as well. Yeah, so for me, um, we've had a phenomenal start. Obviously, I'm a Roma fan, so I'm very happy with the start we've had. Um, without the injuries, I think we'd be in third place, but a good maybe six points away from fourth. Um, I just feel like. With the injuries, been forced to play the exact same lineup maybe the last six, seven games in a row now. Pastore playing Cam and Clivert and Zaniolo and Jacko and Kolarov. Smalling's been playing basically every game. And it's been very tough for the team to really uh, uh, rotate and uh, rest. So it's, um, you can tell in the Padma game, um, I'm not really, I wasn't really mad about that game because we didn't lose because of the coach or the players or the, the tactics or anything like that. We just lost off pure, um, just being tired. And a lack of just very fatigued uh, going to that match. You can tell during the game, maybe around the 60th minute mark, 50th minute mark, they just had nothing left. We had to make substitutions. I believe Pastore came out, Zaniolo came out. Uh, uh, might have been Clive. And um, with these uh, injuries, like Tristante was very. Mkhitaryan, Pellegrini, I can go on forever. We had many injuries. Uh, Spinazzola has been injured here and there. It's just been a very rough uh, start to the season when it comes to injuries, but uh, Fonseca's done a brilliant job. I'm very happy, and I feel like, yeah, we'd be in third place with a bit more points. Yeah, I agree with uh, Enzo and Dan. I think Romo would be third place without all those injuries. I think, um, unlike what they said, though, I think Romo would be in a comfortable third place, almost challenging Inter for second, because Roma has been playing very well with these injuries, Imagine what they could do with, with a full squad and full depth with Fonseca. Uh, Joe, what do you think about uh, Roma? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with Francesco. I think that if Roma had a healthy squad, uh, they would be for sure in the top three. And even challenging uh, Inter for that second place, Juve for that first, I think they would be in the 27-28 type of point range. 
the coach has been uh, doing a phenomenal job uh, so far for Roma. Uh, he's changed the team as uh, what they were last year. He's been uh, making players play better football, like uh, like uh, from past uh, years, like Pastore has made him change him to a new player. He's changed uh, Smalling. Uh, they got a they got a good goalkeeper under the uh, under him, so I think that Fonseca has been doing a great job for uh, for Roma, and uh, if uh, they weren't uh, if they didn't have as many injuries, they would even be in a better position. But so far, Roma has been one of the best teams in Serie A. Hey, yes, uh, thank you for a great question. And now we're moving on. So uh, Dan, <coughs> uh, this one comes on Instagram uh, for my friend uh, Massimo Kifiori. He asked, "Who is the best off?" Uh, to replace Ancelotti at Napoli. As a Napoli fan, I would like to see uh, Gianero Gattuso come. I feel like he'll be a good coach and he will put the right mindset into these players. And I know there's a lot of bullshit going on with uh, at Napoli. And I feel like Gattuso would be the right man to uh, fill in the shoes and to help the players come down to earth and come back to reality. Uh, another option I would mind is uh, Massimo Allegri. Uh, I feel like uh, he would be a good coach. For Napoli, because he brings that winning mentality. Uh, I know a lot of Juve fans, they might not like him just because of what he did in Champions League and stuff. But I still feel like winning seven, what was it, seven Scudettos, like a few Scudettos, like four or five Scudettos in a row yeah. with him. Uh, that's still a winning mentality, and he'll know how to get the job done. I, For me, the most important thing at the end of the day is not how you play, it's how you get the results. And good teams always find ways to win. And right now, Napoli... They can't find ways to win, and it's because we're not a good team now. We're just in a slump. Uh, I feel like a new coach, if would have, if it could happen, uh, would probably fix Napoli up. So maybe Gattuso or Allegri would be uh, my preferred options on Napoli. Yeah, in my opinion, um, I'd have to go for Allegri 100%. I feel like if the uh, availability of Allegri is there to get him and he wants to come to Napoli, um, I think it's a great option for Napoli. Allegri is a winning coach. Uh, he won season after season for Juventus. I'm sure Francesco is going to have a lot to say of that and debate this, but I just think Allegri he might not be the most uh, entertaining uh, style of play uh, to create it for a team, but he does get the win. He gets the job done. I think with Napoli, um, it's too late into the season. I know it's still uh, pretty fairly uh, early on in the season, but I feel like they can't really bring in a coach who wants to play beautiful football right now. They need a coach who will come to win. And I feel like Allegri brings that. He has experience in the set. Yeah, he's the safest option. You know what you're going to get from Allegri. And, yeah, I think uh, Allegri coming to Napoli would be great for the team, the fans. And uh, I think they can help them finish in the Champions League spot 100% if Allegri could come to Napoli. All right. So this is my thing. Uh, Allegri won at Juventus. He did his job. He won Serie A. But this is, this is what happened. Juventus is a powerhouse team, not in Italy, but in Europe. Serie A is in a league for Juventus. Their biggest competition is Napoli. Napoli's a good team, but not a great team. If, if you swapped uh, Mauricio Sarri's Napoli and had swapped the managers as Sarri at Juve and Allegri at Napoli, the table would have never been that close. Sarri would have walked away with the league. The difference with Allegri is, yes, he brings the winning mentality to a team like Napoli, but Sarri couldn't win the league with Napoli because they don't have depth. Allegri going to Napoli is isn't going to change anything special. He's not going to do anything special there. He's maybe maybe going to get top four with this Napoli. The players are unhappy with the owner, and that's the biggest thing that they have to fix. Bringing in Legity isn't going to fix that uh, solution. Me, personally, the coach I would go to is Luciano Spalletti. 
him or Gattuso are great managers that will motivate the team and get the job done. They're not expected to win, but they'll provide upsets. Spalletti got the struggling enter the Champions League, and now Conte is taking over and rejuvenating that squad. I think with Napoli, he could do the same thing. Uh, who should be the next coach of uh, Napoli if they fire Ancelotti? Uh, the next coach of Napoli, for me, in my opinion, should be uh, Gattuso. I feel that Allegri is too slow-paced uh, uh, football for a Napoli team that only attacks. Uh, if, if Allegri would have joined uh, Napoli uh, after uh, Ancelotti, it would be too too slow. Uh, the attack won't get as much goals as they, they're they used to. Uh, he would switch different positions. He would put Insigne as a left-back for some games. So I, I don't feel that that's going to work for, for Napoli. Uh, he's also a coach that if you do wrong, he won't correct you. So I think that they need a, a badass coach like uh, Gattuso that if you're not playing well, he, he'll tell you in the locker room. He'll tell the media. He doesn't care where he is or who he's t- talking to. I feel that he will uh, do that. And that's what Napoli need at the moment, a, a coach that that, uh, that that doesn't give a, any uh, shit to their players that if they're not performing, that they'll tell them what to do and what, what to make better of themselves. Uh, a coach that has uh, Grinta, I feel that Spalletti is not not a good option. Uh, he's never done anything with any, any team except bringing Inter to the Champions League. He hasn't won much. Uh, for Allegri, he's too defensive football for a team like Napoli. I think Gattuso is the best option. Yeah, in my opinion, if we have to keep Angelotti for this year, I wouldn't mind... Uh... <laughs> Diego Simeone is our next coach. So uh, I really like the way he coaches, and I feel like Napoli need a coach who's got passion. That, like, when they score, he's on the bench celebrating. He's getting the players fired up. I feel like Diego Simeone would be the perfect coach for Napoli. And Angelotti, I, I, like, when, I like what he's done before, but now it, it seems like when Napoli scores, he just stays there and, like, looks bored. I like a coach when they score, they get fired up. Like a guy like Sadi, like Pep, like Klopp, like uh, Conte. Like those guys, those are passionate coaches. And I feel like Ancelotti, since he's won basically everything, if you think of it, he's just there to collect his paycheck at the end of the day. I want a coach who's got passion. So maybe a guy like Gattuso, like a guy like Simeone, could come in and change the whole system of Napoli. But let's be real, Simeone is not going to leave Atletico Madrid anytime soon, so... Yeah, and I don't even think Napoli could afford his wage. I think Simeone is the highest paid coach in in world soccer. It's okay, Joe. Qatar take over. I'm calling you right now. Uh, I don't think uh, De Laurentiis so. will sell. Uh, he better sell. I'll sell the club yeah. for him. I don't think it's likely he's going to sell either. Guy's an idiot. <laughs> I don't like De Laurentiis, by the way, guys. So That's Can't a story for another day. We might get into even another podcast. No, podcast. We'll put him on the podcast. We'll go off on him. Yeah, I'll bring him on a podcast so Danny can speak to him. Um, should we get into the next question? Yeah, this is the final question that we have. It comes from Michael Ferrone. He said he thinks you know, he asked, "Do you think Quinta Roma is likely going to happen?" Um, I'm just gonna give like a simple <laughs> answer. Yes, I think it could happen. Uh, I feel like he's not doing good at Everton, and I feel like a move to a team like Roma, especially to replace the likes of Jacko, would be a good move for his career because he's still young, he's still up and coming. Plus, his best friend, uh, Zaniolo, is on the team. So, that could be an interesting one-two uh, punch as well. Um, yeah, so, uh, for me, there's two parts to this question. Uh, do I think it could happen or likely to happen? Yes. Do I want him to come? No, I don't. 
Um, I just think Keane is just more problems that we don't need. This locker room, uh, last year the locker room was filled with just issues and problems and negativity. This year it's the cleanest I've seen a Roma locker room in years. And uh, Zaniolo has been focused this year, has been playing well. And Keane, once again, is going to bring up problems for this club and he's going to distract Zaniolo. Um, Keane, I just, I think it's all hype. Everyone likes the name Moist Keane. But what's he really done? He went to Everton and not really playing much. At Roma, he'll play maybe. If he comes in January, maybe he'll play not more than 10 games. Maybe, if even, off the bench. Uh, Keane, I think it's better he goes to a club like Santori or Bologna or someone who's just fighting to stay up. He'll get playing time every game, all 90 minutes, and it'll help him develop more. Um, if he is to come, it's probably likely to be a loan option, a loan a deal with an option to buy, maybe around $30 million, $35 million, because I believe he came from Juve for, what, $30 million? Joe, I think, or 27. Yeah, yeah. I think 27 in, in pounds, but um, yeah, Keane to Roma, it's probably likely to happen. I do not want it to happen. I'd rather Zaniolo stay on his own, become his own man. And he's going to have to mess around with Keane. I think Keane, at that time, Zaniolo was uh, held back from national team due for being late to practice or not showing up, or whatever it was. I do blame Keane for that because he's been doing it at Everton as well. I think he's a bad influence, their roommates, and I just don't think Zaniolo should be anywhere near Keane. For a, a foreseeable future, so that's what I got to say about that. Yeah, uh, going off of Benzo's point, Zaniolo uh, is like a good academic kid who just wants to sit in his room quietly and study and get ready for the next day. And Moiskin's kind of like the bad influence that your parents don't want want you to hang around with. Um, I think um, I think it's going to happen. I think Roma are going to get him in January. Uh, I don't think uh, Italian has been working out well for them. I think uh, they see what Keen did for Juve and they want to have that replicated for Roma. And I think um, I think he's going to do better at Roma than he's doing at Everton. Everton, they're not even playing him. I think hard. I think he just needs a chance um, to prove himself. I don't think Roma's the best option for him. Like Enzo said, I think a smart team would be uh, best suited so he could uh, really play and start and be the star of the team instead of just another backup striker. Um, I just really hope he goes to Roma because I want to see him back in the Serie A. But uh, I think it's best for his career to keep it at a smaller team. Yeah, I I agree with uh, Frenche. I feel that uh, for a player to do good, they need to be played. And so far with Everton, he he doesn't even get uh, minutes. Uh, He's never on the bench anymore. Uh, When he is on the bench, he only plays those five, six minutes. And you can't expect a 19-year-old, 20-year-old to to do something with five minutes of game time, especially in the hardest league in the world. I believe uh, once he left Juve that he was going to do good in the BPL, especially a team like Everton that don't have that much depth. But they're, they're not using him. Uh, they're not playing him. Uh, they really don't talk about him like they used to anymore. Uh, when he was with Juve, I think that he was the best Italian prospect, not only in Italy, but in the world. Uh, the way he he would score every every game, uh, he would be brought on, he would score, he would start, he would score. Uh, in the Champions League, there was a couple of times where he, he could have scored. Uh, and, and when he was a, a Juve product, I, I was very happy. Uh, uh like a developed player uh, starting for Juve, scoring for Juve. And when he left, I was disappointed. So for that reason, I hope he comes back to the Serie A. I feel that he would do good with Roma. Uh, locker, it doesn't matter about locker room uh, chemistry or not. I feel that uh, once a player, a t- team like Roma signs Keane, there has to be something on the agreement saying that uh, you can't cause any uh, arguments in the locker room and stuff like that. Uh, I feel that he, he doesn't cause the arguments. It's just that uh, sometimes he's just late for practice and, and luck doesn't go his way. Or else you never see a player like uh, Moise Keane get into arguments with uh, players on, on their team. 
Uh, I feel it could be a good fit for Roma. Again, it's a, a loan. Uh, if he produces, then he could stay on the team. You could see what, what he could do in the locker room uh, in the, through those six months. If, if he's good, uh, then you could buy him outright from Everton and, and, and go from there. And if he's not, you could just send him back. It's practically what they're doing with Smalling. They could, they're seeing how good of a player he is, and that's why they want to buy him. But if it was the other tables around, if they saw if Smalling was a bad player and, and wasn't really showing his potential, then he, they could have just sent him back for nothing. So it's a, a no, uh, a no uh, lose situation from Roma. It's a loan deal. They're not really sacrificing a lot. Uh, they don't have really much uh, to lose with that. And uh, I feel that could be a good move for not only Roma, but for Moiskin as well. Um, I feel like it could be a good move depending on the deal. If it's a loan deal of uh, an option to buy, it's probably safer for us. But if it's obligation, then I would not do the deal at all. Um, I just think Keem, um, I just think, I think it's more than being late for a couple practices. He's been doing it for Italy. Uh, Juve, obviously, it's very hard to get away with anything except for, actually, we'll get into this now, actually. We'll stop this uh, Moise Keem stuff. I want to get to Ronaldo not being fined uh, for walking out of the field in the middle of the game against uh, Milan after getting subbed off. I just think, let's be all honest here, we can all agree that if that was any other player, yeah. that, that was Ronaldo that walked out, if that was somebody like my Twitter or something, they would have been fined 100%. I'm not sure why he wasn't fined. I just can't I can't see why he wasn't fined. That's terrible. You can't do that. You're not a good leader if you're doing that. Um, he, I obviously was frustrated for getting subbed out. He wasn't playing well, but you can't just leave your team in the middle of a game no matter who you are. That's like playing pro clubs. You're... You're not playing great. You just rage for it and you cost your team the game. Like it's, you can't do that. You just play the game or you just sit on the bench. If you're getting subbed off, it's a reason you're getting subbed off. Either one, you're not playing good. Two, change formations or change tactics. Three, you're injured. Uh, I feel like just it's always been the story like that with Ronaldo. Every time like it, it seems like he gets subbed off, he acts all sucky and stuff. Uh, like it's just I don't know. You're one of the best players of all time. One of the best players in the world and you're getting subbed off because your coach cares about you cares about the team and you're acting like a suck if you're not doing anything productive don't get mad you're getting subbed off if i'm playing and i get subbed off and i know i'm hurting the team i'll be happy because i'd rather have my team win and then me hurting the team and we're in the blue the game like i I don't know, maybe that's because I'm a more of a team player and I feel like Ronaldo's selfish and like more to himself. Uh, but like I've seen it even with Insigne too. When he gets subbed off and he's not playing good, he gets sucky and stuff, whatever. But if he's playing good and gets subbed off, I would understand why would you take him off? He's playing good, blah, blah, blah. But if you're not playing good and you're getting subbed off, just shut up, sit on the bench, drink your water and get your paycheck at the end of the game. That's simple. It's simple. But soccer 2019, everything's changed. Changing, and uh, I just think this entire situation uh, says a lot about Sadi to have the balls to take off Ronaldo because not many managers uh, take off Cristiano Ronaldo off the field. So uh, yeah, I really think that Sadi uh, showed uh, his uh, attitude and he cares about the team, not just one player. Because Allegri, uh, as much as I do like Allegri, he got bossed around by Ronaldo and he would never sub out Ronaldo. Nobody would dare to sub out Cristiano Ronaldo. But Sadi, he's here for the team. If someone's not playing well, okay, you're coming off. It doesn't matter what your name is or how much you sell or jerseys or anything like that. Uh, you uh, manage for the team and what's best for the team, and you get the win. That's all you have to do. And by the way, uh, Dybala ended up scoring, so Sadi knows what he's doing there. Yeah, this whole Ronaldo situation is getting out of hand now. Um, in, in Ronaldo's standpoint, he was injured. He had a knee injury, and he got, uh, he got subbed off because he was playing poorly. He's been on poor form. 
for this whole season, in my opinion. I, I haven't seen a game where I think, wow, Cristiano Ronaldo's back. Um, so Sadi took him out. Credit to Sadi. Had, uh, he finally had the balls to take him out. And uh, obviously, Ronaldo, a lot of people are taking this into the wrong point. Ronaldo didn't get pissed off because he got subbed out. Ronaldo got pissed off because he's a champion. When he, he knows he was playing shit, and that's why he got, he, got, he got pissed off. Because he knows he's playing shit, and he's, he's pissed off at himself that he's playing shit. His, but however, he should never walk out the stadium. Uh, this happened before in Juve, where players have walked out the stadium, and they've actually got fined. So I don't know why Ronaldo is an exception to that. Ronaldo's making $30 million a year. So what? We find him, what, 10, 25 grand? That's nothing for him. At least to show him uh, that you can't do this. Um, there are reports, though, I've read that uh, Ronaldo has called Chiellini, uh, who was the captain, and apologized to him. And when he comes back from international duty with Portugal, that he's going to apologize to the team and um, all that state. Um, but at the same time, it's Ronaldo and Sadi. When I was watching the Portugal game, when he scored the hat-trick, Hopefully he could do that for Juve now. But um, when he got subbed by Santos, he wasn't uh, bitching or anything like that. He was like perfectly fine with getting subbed out. He scored his hat trick and he sat on the bench nice. Um, I just think it's um, I think it's an argument in Guisati. I don't think he gets along with him too too well because uh, for him he's obviously a world champion. He he wins uh, he won the Euros. He's won multiple La Ligas, multiple Champions Leagues, the Premier League. Um, for him, Marito Sadi isn't anything special. He hasn't won anything in his entire career. So um, I think he has that, like, clashing with Sadi. But at the end of the day, he should he should have got fine. Uh, hopefully he replicates his form with Portugal that he's doing at Juve. And um, hopefully he just wakes up and starts scoring goals. Yeah, I agree with Francesca. I think that he should have been fined. Uh, you saw other players in the past get fined by leaving the stadium. But at the end of the day, I have no problems with this uh, whole situation. Ronaldo's a champion. Uh, once he comes back, it'll be all, all sorted out. He'll be back on the team. Uh, the He'll be back on the starting 11. I also think that he doesn't have any problems with Mauricio Sarri. I think it's just a, a thing that he's not playing well at the moment, and he knows it himself. And uh, and he's uh, getting mad more at himself than anything else. I think there's a, also like a little side of Sarri subbing him off. He doesn't like being subbed off. Uh, and uh, I'm pretty sure that no Juve fan likes when he gets subbed up either. Uh, I feel that, uh, you know, he already called Kalini, called the captain, saying that he apologizes. He also wants to have a meeting with the team uh, once he comes back from the international break, and that shows how much of a champion he is to take aside uh, the whole team and really apologize to uh, as what he did, did. He knows that he did bad, and that's the champion inside of him. Uh, there, 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 could, there could be a player that leaves the stadium and, and really uh, accepts of what he did, but Ronaldo does, doesn't accept what he did. I'm pretty sure that if he could go back and change it, he would go sit on the bench uh, with the rest of the team. But at the end of the day, I don't have any problems. I also feel that coming back from the international break, we're going to see a new Ronaldo. I feel that the three goals really uh, motivated him, uh, is going to motivate him for the throughout the season. Uh, and I really uh, also don't really care that if he doesn't score in the city, I, I just want him to pop up when uh, the games matter. I don't care if he doesn't score versus teams like Milan, Bologna, and all these little uh, Serie A teams. We need him to score in the big moments in the Champions League, the round 16, the semis, the quarters. It doesn't matter where we finish. We just need him to score when it matters. And uh, it's good for him to do bad uh, at the start of the season than to do bad at the end of the season. So we're going to see a new Ronaldo when he comes back. I have no issues with uh, this whole situation. Uh, he will apologize to the team. Uh, he will apologize to Sadi. He will uh, get back into form, and uh, we'll see a new Ronaldo after that. 
All right, and now uh, we're nearing the end of the podcast here, but we're going to have a little segment here with Danny. Uh, so uh, Danny DiMarzio is going to be reading out the latest transfer news here. So, uh, Danny? According to Gianluca DiMarzio, the one and only, uh, Juventus uh, goalkeeper Chesney is close to renewing his contract on 2024. Uh, also, some news. Ibra is, could be potentially joining the Serie A Syria side. Milan, Bologna, Inter or Napoli are the preferred teams that he's been linked with. Uh, and also Fiorentina. Sampdoria, the midfielder. Oh, not, nothing about Sampdoria. Uh, Juventus, surprisingly, seems like every year they try for these wonder kids, are trying to get serious about Tonali. Uh, the deal could go through, but we don't know yet. Uh, Edison Cavani said, his agent said today, that return to Italy is possible, but not in January. Also, Juventus are following uh, Ruben Navarez closely. So that could be a good uh, pickup for them if they do decide to get him. Torino looked, are looking to sell players like Bonifazi, Zaza, and Falke. Rakicic has been linked to Inter and AC Milan. And uh, Napoli are on the verge, potentially could be selling players like Hughesai, Koulibaly, Allen, and Insigne. Maybe Mertens and Calion could leave in the summer. But the potential replacement for Allen is uh, Lucas Torreira. And we've also been linked with Haaland from uh, Salzburg and also Berg from uh, Genk. So th- that's how it's been your transfer news update, uh, November 16th. Uh, just keep uh, following the page, or the 15th, my bad, November 15th. Uh, keep following Six Like Cultural for your latest news and transfer coverage. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we're going to wrap up the podcast now. Um, this is a pretty fun episode. We didn't really uh, state any script or anything like that or really any notes. We just went over uh, numbers on our mind, answered some Twitter questions, just had a conversation about whatever uh, came to mind. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for all the support recently on our pages. Uh, we're back now, uh, more consistent. Uh, the graphics are getting uh, better quality. And, uh, yeah, we hope to see you guys uh, as soon as possible, hopefully at the beginning of next week sometime there or the end of the next week, but hopefully in the beginning. And um, thank you for following uh, of our pages. Our Instagram is at Six Side Calcio. Our Twitter is at Six Side Calcio. And uh, all of our podcasts, um, you can listen to us on many, many, many places. Uh, search up any podcast place you listen to your podcast on. Search up Six Side Calcio. You're most likely uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Pocket Cast, uh, Stitcher, everywhere. Uh, anchor as well so um yeah thank you for listening and uh yeah. see you guys next week don't forget to watch uh italy today 245 against uh bosnia so forza azuri let's clean out let's close the uh qualifying with uh two big wins and get momentum heading into the euro forza azuri yeah forza azuri we hope we can uh get two wins and um you know see you guys next time thank you for listening ciao ragazzi ciao see ya ciao ciao I was nothing but loyal to you and for the side